The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I will be uh, covering the fights that happened, the Diaz fight. And, uh, of course, Jim Florentine will be joining us soon. But really sad news um, coming. I guess it was late last night, Matt. Uh, Elias Theodoro passed away, 34 years old, uh, cancer. Did you, did you know he was sick? I didn't know him. I, not, only, not only did I did not know he was sick, I think he kept it a secret. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody knew. I, don't, I think he, he kept oh, wow. it quiet. Uh, I knew Elias pretty well. Elias during his, his UFC career spent, I'll tell you, I, I could t- numerous times at both my academy, Sarah BJJ and, uh, and Longo's. He'd be sparring at Longo's and he'd be doing jujitsu at my school. And he did that for like, I, I'm telling you, cause I feel like I really knew the guy. So he's been at my school more than a handful, like a handful of times. And, but every time he stayed, he'd stay for whatever, two to three weeks. And, he was a really good guy. It's very, very upsetting. Very good-looking gentleman and yeah. very humble. And I would always tease him and be like, yo. And in his fights, because he was very good at not taking damage. And he was good. He was very good. Was it, uh, didn't he do the ring stuff for, like, Invicta yes, or something? Yes, yeah, he yes. was a really handsome dude. He did the – he was like a ring card boy instead of a ring right, card Right, right, right. And that's who he was. So I told him, and I used to joke with him, like, hey, look, man, I, would, I wouldn't take any damage, too, if I fucking looked like you, you know? And uh, he was a good sport. He was a, and he was a really good fighter. He had a, yes, he was. you know, he had a, a very good record. And uh, and he was a good guy. It's very very upsetting. I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. He always looked so healthy. And uh, it was just very upsetting. So oh, I think he fought in December yeah. too. If I recall. I don't have anything in front of me, but I believe he fought in December. And I'm amazed by people, Matt. And there was the guy who was in Black Panther, whose name I. Um, I forget the actor who passed away. The, or um, Jake, the mighty uh, ginger, will look it up right now. As you're doing, yeah, yeah, and also like Norm Macdonald. I'm amazed by people who have cancer. Uh, yes, yeah, so Chadwick Boseman. Thank you, uh, guys who have cancer and just kind of keep it to themselves or just live their life. I'm, I'm always amazed 
with how strong those guys are. I, cause I have no ability to keep it to myself and just live with dignity. I really respect guys that are able to do that. Yeah. I mean, listen, dude, I don't know. It, it just shows that they don't want any sympathy. They want to live yep. their life and people to, you know, I guess just, you know, not show them any, any kind of pity or anything. And he, and he was, a. It, it, it's just it's really just mind-blowing i couldn't believe it i seen it this morning right. when i got up to go teach my classes my class and uh and it was just it, and he because he always again so healthy so young he seemed and you know all condolences to his to his family and you know it, it's very it's always sad when it's when it's something like cancer too matt right like as opposed to when someone's 34 you expect it to be like you know a car accident or something one of those things that happens when you find out somebody has been sick for a while at that age um it's just it's really depressing yeah very sad stuff uh but uh hey man let's get let's get your buddy we have your jim florentine yes jim florentine the very funny he's been on before what's that he's been on before with this oh i said i thought when i said very funny i thought you said ah he's all right he said something like that <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good uh let's that get him a cock right? move. what a <laughs> cock block move that would be before bringing in my guest and my friend let's uh were you in vegas Sorry? Did you go to Vegas this weekend? No, no. This weekend I went to AC and I cornered oh, okay. our fighter and friend, Stephen Lee, who had a very good fight with, um, I, the name's escaping me, but uh, he fought one of Nick Catone, who's a, good, who's a friend of mine, one of his students. And we hate that too, because we really like each other. He's one of Ricardo Almeida's black belts, Nick Catone. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, um, Stephen Lee had a very good fight. And, it, it, you know, it was so close. And, and But the other guy had a couple big moments. The crowd was with him. That right. kind of helped, too. I thought Stevie and Lee had more, like like Longo said, he had more finesse in there. He has very good stand-up. But uh, the other guy had a couple, one big takedown, and he did knock down Stevie Lee. So respect him. Tough Jersey kid. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out his name. But uh, Can I but ask I, you a question, too, Matt? Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, one more, and one more kid. I don't, I don't usually... Um, I don't usually jump in corners, but this kid Armando, and you could look up on my Instagram, Matt Sarah BJJ, and you see when the, the pictures I just recently put up to get his last name, because I just met the kid. And right. I, is it Longo's, but Longo was, come on, keep me company in the corner with him. And he's a good kid. He, as long as I know they're a good kid, and I and right. I got a good vibe from this guy. And uh, this kid Ar uh, Armando, and he put his guy to sleep with, with uh, <laughs> very, very calculated couple um I, I, it was a left right maybe combo but he finished right. it with a well-timed knee so that was beautiful and that was at the ring of combat that's where i was in in jersey me and longo did a road trip oh nice yeah i saw a picture of you longo. oh dude look at my instagram I, I caught him on the we're at the red stop and he's at one of those fucking vending those ice cream machines that's kind of like yes. and it's the one with the suction thing so it wasn't working so he's sitting there staring down the machine like a fucking zo italian zombie but anyway we had we had a, a great time you know yes i was happy to see the picture of you guys um here's my question before i forget yes um i want it's a quick it's a quick question and again i already kind of know the answer um we all know the mess uh you know of shemaev and the weight and then it was the doctors that told him. And then, and then our buddy, Kevin Holland, who's just a fucking, uh, a trooper, man. He steps up. He's like, fuck yes. it. I don't care. Yes. Now I know that those guys had a little bit of back and forth. And I do understand that in the cage, the second they say, go, you go. Right. Um, and I know that Kevin going to hit him, hit uh, gloves 
And then Shemayev just taking him down. I know it's a hundred percent part of it and it's allowed and he didn't do anything illegal. Um, I know it was in the realm of fighting, but I didn't like it. It fucking annoyed me. Even though I know it, uh, you know what I mean? Like, even hey. though I know it's legal, I still feel Jimmy, like it was shitty. And I still feel like he would have beaten Kevin anyway, with like, as good as he looked. Jimmy, they sh- now look, that's on Kevin. That's not on. Tom. I know, 100%. 100%. On, yes. It's on Kevin Holland, who's 100%. a great guy. We, we are yeah. big fans of Kevin Holland. We support him on the show. We really like him. I like him. I like him. 100%. I, really like him. I think he's great. Um, he, he has a very relaxed vibe when he fights. Yeah. Now, they touched hands before in the middle of the game. No, they didn't. I, I did. They I really? I thought they didn't. I, I, I disagree. I believe they did. Now, Jimmy, you may say. I thought they didn't. You may say, Matt, you smoke a lot of reefer, and I am more with it than you are because I'm sober for a long time. And that might be true, Jimmy. Might be true. But, <laughs> but I'm right on this. Jake, the mighty, go look. That's our new producer, people. But, Matt, I am saying, like, go I do that know up, that he didn't. That out. I think they did. Go look it's at some Kevin's food. responsibility to defend at all times. I know that. Like, and I know that it was, Hamza didn't do anything. I, I'm just saying I didn't like it. Like, I, I, I don't think he cheated. I just, it annoyed me. And we're waiting for Florentine. He's not in yet. So it's just, you know, we're not, we're not just, you know, ignoring Jim. Apparently he hasn't jumped in yet. I'm here. What? <laughs> oh, oh there Dude, this whole time I'm like, where's Florentine? Um, and I, I'm sorry, buddy. They, I asked them to put you in the room. And then your camera wasn't on, so I didn't know you were here. Your camera was I on. I didn't put the camera on. I didn't know. I was just hanging. I thought you were going to oh, bring shit. me in. I don't know how to shoot one. No, I told them to bring me. I apologize, Jim. I would have kept talking if I, I looked for you, and it didn't say your camera was on. So I'm like, oh, maybe Jim got kicked out. Sorry, man. Hey, uh, hey, hey Jim, now my fucking ADD kicks in. Oh, yeah, how long were you waiting? We have a new producer. We like to break them in and break their balls. Probably like I- 10 minutes, but I was like, I didn't know what you guys were talking about, so it was perfect. Hey, I, Jim, yeah, I, I'm so, I would never make you wait, Jim. I'm sorry. Except for the rest area on the Jersey Turnpike going down to Atlantic <laughs> City. I can relate to that, the ice cream. Uh, I'll tell you, Jim. And I don't know if you know that gentleman we were with, uh, Ray Longo. I mean, he's complaining. You know, it says on the GPS a certain hour. And then he complains that I take two half-hour shits at the rest stops. I have stomach issues. Like, if I have to take a little time at the rest stop taking a shit, that's why you I like doing road trips by myself. You shit in those bathrooms at the rest stop? Oh, dude, there's certain people that can't shit anywhere. <laughs> I will shit. I'll shit on your fucking living room. Like I will shit anywhere. I can shit anywhere. Like, like a half hour in a rest can, area I, bathroom? I nah, couldn't well, do that. Well, it was, what do you mean? Why couldn't you do that there? I, I get too freaked out. There's too many people. I don't like people in the stall next to me. Oh. Unless they're drilling a hole through. <laughs> Yeah, because especially when some guy's shitting, like, you know, he's about eight inches away from you. You could see his feet. He could see yours. Yeah. I always try to time it, too. Like, I'll, I'll as soon as I hear a big explosion coming, I'll flush at the same time just for just out of respect for anybody else that's in there. Oh, so, no. Your own. Not me. I, incoming, <laughs> motherfuckers. I'll let it. They better be. They're not going to be one of them. Listen. I don't care who's next to me. They're next to me. They're fucked. They, <laughs> I have some stomach issues. But, you don't uh, care, Matt? What's that? I don't you don't care? care. It's, not, it's not the women. You don't care if the whole, the whole bathroom. Women. What am I going to get out of the stall and a guy's going to look at me like, ooh. I wouldn't. So you don't care. You don't care if everyone, you don't care if everyone in the bathroom hears an explosion coming out of your stall and you walk out of it. You're not embarrassed. Hey, Jim Florentine, let me tell you. I, when I was getting ready for fights, especially when I switched my diet, and you could ask Ray Longo about this, my trainer. We'd go to the, 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 the fucking Herrick's High School, and it's, it's like 
at least 10 minutes away from the gym. So I'm not going back to the gym. We do a mile around before we do the hills. After that mile, the fucking cantaloupe's kicking in. I got to shit. I'm not, you think I'm going, on the third baseline, I'm taking a fucking dump and I'm getting rid of it. I must have went through more t-shirts because I'm not having a dirty, I, I would use the t-shirt wipe and then discard it. But anyway, I shit in the field. I don't give a fuck. Where's the yeah, no, I get that. Look, I, I did yeah, construction. Where... I did construction for before I did comedy. I was just shitting a spackle bucket, put it, put it next to the guy working next to me. He didn't know and cover it up, so he didn't know where the smell was coming from. So, <laughs> put it in a paint. I put it in my brother's work van. I, I shit in a paint can and stuck it in the back. <laughs> and he was driving great. down the turnpike. He's like, "What the fuck is that smell?" He was going crazy. Like, I don't know. And he pulled over on the turnpike and found the can, and he fired me there on the spot. My own brother. <laughs> I heard the construction. Why did I do that to him? I heard the construction workers are the worst. The, the, the nasty That's fucking hysterical. Wait, and Jim, Jim, before we forget, Matt, Jim's promoting a special. Uh, what's it called, Jim? I don't have my can't see without my fucking glasses. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's called it's Bite the Bullet. Um, it's on uh, mycomedystore.com. And then also my new Terrorizing Telemarketers Volume 7 album's coming out this Friday. You can pre order it at Amazon. I mean, or iTunes, wherever you listen to shit. I, I heard one of those. Jim sent me one, Matt, one of the, uh, the calls him and Don did. Uh, where the telemarketer calls them and they fucking really ruin their life. And it, I was laughing out loud alone listening to that. That was really fucking funny, man. It's as funny so as any of the ones you've ever done. But it's really funny. So, yeah, I, you. I love it. You're welcome. That's awesome, man. I like that there's all these different platforms now. We ha What's the first one? That What was it? The dot com it's, it, my well, Amazon Prime. My, my special is called Bite the Bullet. Yeah. And Amazon Prime turned it down because they said it's inciting violence, the title and then also they said questionable material in the special too, which I understand, but it's a bunch of dick jokes. I'm like, really? But anyway, so, but bite the bullet. They, they didn't want to put that on their platform. They said it's inciting by meanwhile, the terminal list, if you saw that on Amazon prime with Chris Pratt, he just, he's like a modern day Charles Bronson just murders everybody in revenge. And I like the, it's amazing. It's, that's the second biggest streaming show right now besides stranger things. Oh, man. Bite the Bullet. Yeah, Bite the I, Bullet is just a Motorhead song. It's like my favorite Motorhead song. I just called it that. It means nothing. But. Now, did they want you to change the title maybe? Did they give you that option or you were like... No, they just said, we're not taking it. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. People will find the link wherever the yeah. fuck they're going to find it. So it's no big deal. Yeah. Bite the Bullet. I'm going to find it. Uh, if, speaking of streaming things, are you guys watching the new House of the Dragon with the Game of Thrones? No. I'm three episodes in. Did you ever see Game of Thrones, Jim? Oh, my. What's Two. that? You ever see Game of Thrones? No. No, uh, I, I don't. You know. I can see Jim Florentine as a guy that doesn't like flying dragons and shit. I just, yeah, it's just like, I, I can't suspend right? this belief. That's, That's that doesn't really happen. So I, I it like me the out Sopranos. Of the Did you see The huh? Sopranos? Did you, you made it through The Sopranos, right? Oh, yeah. Well, The Sopranos, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You, uh, so the disbelief bothers you. So you live, you watch, but you're that guy that's like, I'm watching stuff that's real, like The Sopranos, maybe Reservoir Dogs back in the day. You like realistic stuff that's based in reality. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, I heard there was a lot of nudity in Game of Thrones, so that would have been nice. But other than that, I'm like, ah, I just can't oh. sit through that shit. Yeah, Oz, oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like Oz. Oz was great. I tapped that after like season five in Oz. I had enough. Yeah, I think I did, too. Oh. But it was good. Oh, so that, I, like, so I like that you threw Oz in there. So you're saying you like the boobies and the penises. Well, you know, just the whole prison thing. That's my biggest fear, like being in prison and getting raped. I mean, I'd rather not. 
That's opinion? why all of us behave. That's why all of us pay our taxes. Out of all the fears, is that your biggest fear? Uh, probably. I mean, I'd rather just go, 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 can I just blow you and get it over with? I'd rather not in my ass. But you're not a small, not, I'm not attacking Jimmy. And I'm, I, I tell the guy, look, I need the calories. I'm not getting that much food in the, in the fucking in prison, so I'll swallow. If, let's say, like a big, like, strong motherfucker was like, hey, he's your cellmate. He's like, look, I'm taking you one way or the other. Are you going to give it to me or am I going to just take it forcibly? I'm going to ask one at a time. Jim Florentine, what would you do? Uh, Let's say, not Francis Ngannou, but somebody somebody else big, like uh, Eric Anders, who I saw in the new uh, Cobra Kai series. He fights Johnny. No, I don't want to give it away. Oh, He's an right. MMA guy in an underground thing in, in, uh, in, I think, Mexico or somewhere, or is it Puerto Rico? I don't know where they are. But um, I, I think, get back to that, I think I would take, I would let oh. him... I wouldn't let him take it for, I'd give it to him, but because oh. then he might be more gentle. Okay. Yeah. You that's know, a very honest, that's an honest answer, Jimmy. Yeah, like just it'd be easy. Just an inch at a time, please. Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy. I, would, I would give it to him once, and I know that the, the, that the disaster that would occur after, he would rue the day he thought my tiny was wreckable. So you'd be bad just on purpose. I, I would literally, I would eat pudding. I would eat uh, chili. No, yeah. That's, that's, a, weird, that's a good time. Go ahead, Daddy. And then he would really never want to do it again. Yeah. Now, if it was me and Matt, I'd be like, Matt, we're sharing a cell. I'm like, Matt, I, I've smelled your dumps. I don't want to go in there. They're not going to want to go in there. <laughs> yeah. No. And I, and I would, and I would, you know, me, if that guy tried to do it to me, I, I'd flip it up on him. I'd be like, nah, now you're getting fucked. Ah! Now you're getting fucked. Sorry. You, and I'm not even like, that's, that, not my, that's not my cup of tea. And I'll fuck it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's get into some fights. <laughs> Guys, uh, first of all, what a weird Jimmy, Jim, Jim Florentine, are you a big fan of the UFC or no? But okay. I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give a cliche answer after you guys sum up the fight. <laughs> like I, I've got every guy on TV that knows nothing what they're talking about. So watch what I do. Okay, It'll be magic. Jim, hey. Jim doesn't know, but he's gonna give a cliche answer. All right, we yes. got us coming. Well, yeah. This is this is this is an easy question. Did you watch the fights over the weekend? No, I did not. Right, well, listen, you're gonna be. I guess I don't. I, Jimmy, Jim Norton, you watched them. I did. Yeah. 
okay. I did. I made My myself. Biggest... I was working. I made myself stay off fucking social media until I got home and watched the fights Ooh. at three in the morning. It's great. Well, this is oh, the uh, they, Jim. They don't give the the results on Grinder. They were crying there late in the, in, early in the morning. It, they, I, it was a weird turn of events because there was oh yeah there was they changed up the whole card. Well, three three fights, guys had opponent opponents, yeah, and then one fighter missed weight, Kamzat, Shamaya. And yeah, but they said it was a medical issue. He wasn't. They said that the doctors told him to stop cutting at like one seventy nine. He they was having problems, and he asked the doctor, and the doctor said stop cutting. So listen to this, Jim Florentine. He was supposed to fight this guy comes out who's undefeated, just just a beast. Um, where is he coming from? Chechnya, Chechnya. Chechnya? Where, where, where is he from? Chechnya, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I say yeah. But, but anyway, he's a he's a. Beast, scary monster who's supposed to fight Nate Diaz on Nate Diaz's last UFC fight on his contract. Yeah. So everybody was like, yo, horrible fight for Nate Diaz. Few of us, like myself, were saying that he could pull this off. But at the, so they switched it. So they now Nate Diaz's last fight is versus Tony Ferguson, who is another OG in the game. Yeah. Very dangerous guy, but way better stylistically matchup for Nate Diaz. So, a more interesting fight to me. I would much oh, rather oh, see Diaz fight than than uh, Shemaya. The change, Jimmy, the change they made on this card was better. It was better all around. I much rather enjoy and see how Kamzat dealt with this with Kevin Holland, who was supposed to fight Daniel Rodriguez, uh, who fought who fought Jin Lang. So who fight it? What a crazy <laughs> what's that? What a crazy Matt, fight. Matt, how does that mess you up? Like like as a fighter, like you all of a sudden, you know, a few days before the fight, you're fighting somebody else and you're training for the other guy that long. There was a point I never had to deal with it the day before. This was right before I, right? a, I this no, this was the day before. Yeah, is that the way? Yeah. So they had a change of opponent right then. That's crazy. The only person I've seen deal with that firsthand who dealt with it phenomenally is the great raging ally of Quinton no, yeah. when he fought and he to this day is the guy that went to limp the, the um the distance with the chip with, with the great um uh Habib, yeah. Habib. you know he went five rounds with Habib and he was supposed to fight another striker and they changed that the day before also and he did phenomenal so some guys answer the fucking call like you know what I mean they answer that call but Kevin Holland has to be given a lot of respect because Kevin Holland now Went from fighting a striker, more of a Daniel Rodriguez, not just a striker, but striker-based fighter. Yeah. Very great, good stylistically for him. To going versus unstoppable fucking monster, Kamzat. And yeah. he got finished in the first minute and change yeah. uh, after a nice scramble. But you have to give Kevin Holland cr- credit for stepping up and taking that fight. I know I kind for of... taking the fight. And by the way, I thought that the... Uh... The, the judging, I thought, was awful. Like, I thought that uh, Ling Ji Liang should have gotten the win over Daniel Rodriguez. I, I didn't, it was a good fight, but I didn't think it should even be a split decision. And there was one more decision. Um, I'll, I'll have to think of, of the fight. Let me look at a list of the fights. I'll tell you. It drove me crazy. I thought it was a terrible, terrible split decision. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one you're thinking. As you're talking, I'll find it. Uh, just give me a minute. There was a lot of, uh, of with the decision. I'm not sure uh, what that is, but uh, uh, I'll tell you right now, the uh, the 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 which one we were just talking about now. The oh, he's got it. Oh, he's thinking about Johan. 
Oh, uh, Darian Weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Elaine, that's against uh, Darian Weeks. I thought it was a, t- a terrible decision. I mean, I can see where you say that. What, what, I want to know, Jim, what did you think of the of that decision? You know, sometimes, you know, you, you never know what a live event, you know, whether it's boxing or UFC, it all depends on what the ref sees and what the judges and who knows, you know, maybe they favored somebody, you know, maybe there was some, uh, he had a problem with the ref from the past, the ref was going to stick it to him. You just don't know. It's, uh, you know, but that's the, that's the great thing about a live event. You know, you just, when you think, all right, this guy's definitely going to win. And then they raise the other guy's arm. I mean, it's like, wow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jimmy, he's good at that. Hey, you never would have known. He did way better than I did. That, that's fucking amazing. Hey, can I listen? There was one shot that we never, I've never seen this before in MMA. It might be the first time ever. Oh, yeah. Irene Aldana, Aldana, Aldana. How the fuck am I in broadcasting shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shit, Jim. Uh, yeah. Irene Aldana versus, uh, where, who, who's her opponent? Macy Shasan. Yes. She did an upkick from her back and did a liver shot. So yeah. she kicked her in her liver from her back and dropped her with a body shot from her back. I'm, what I'm, the fuck? Rogan you know, says he's never seen it. I, I don't, I, obviously, I've never seen that. And I've seen people take liver shots, but never from the ground. And they say it just shuts you down. It just shuts your body off. Yes, it does. It does. And the thing that sucks about those liver shots is uh, you're fine. The second it, it feels better, like you're better. You're like, hey, how's it going? And you fucking, the fight's over. So, it, but at the time, it's almost like a taser. It's like, ah, and they, they, like, they can't get up. But they get over it within a minute or 30 seconds, and then and then you're like, ah, I blew it. So I'll tell you. But Irene O'Donnell was looking amazing anyway. In she, the first round. I thought the second round, Shasan looked a lot better. It was very oh, dominant. It was really a 10-8 round in the second round. I thought I thought that uh, going into the third round, Shasan looked like she was uh, ahead. I, I should have just said the first round. <laughs> you're right. You caught me. Because she did look so good that first round. But yeah. you have to give... Um, credit where credit is due, where she did make those uh those changes in that second round. Yes, Jim, yeah. what did you think? The, the up Macy, Macy, I'm sorry, Jay. Macy made those changes to come yeah. back like that. But go ahead, Jim. I look. I, of all the years of watching UFC, I've never seen a kick like that before. I know Rogan said it, but even when it happened, even before he said that, I was like. This is insane. Like I've been watching it for this many years, and this is the first time. And uh, yeah, it was just, it, you know, it was completely unexpected. And you know, that's the great thing about watching UFC. You never know what's going to happen every match. He loves. He, he he's. I never should have asked him if he watches because I know because it, it is the type of an answer people give. You're right. Now, the cliche answers. Hey, hey, but they both left. They both left it in the cage. They both left it all out they there. Did. Look, I love when they I love when they give 110%, not even 100, 110%, 110%. They leave it. Yeah, they leave it there on the mat. It's I love that. That's that's what sports is about. That's why you watch. That is why we watch. I'm going to watch Bite the Bullet. Anyway, I'm just going to throw that in every once in a while so it gets in their brain. And by the way, Matt, credit watch. to you. Yes. Because I know I picked Ian Kutalaba and I, yes. I love Johnny Walker, but uh did you pick him? By submission? I think you might have. What do you think? Jake the Mighty Ginger, look that up for me, please. I thought we should I have that on the list. We don't my, have I, I think I did. I pick up my submission. I think I did. I, I picked my first round submission. Maybe I, I was wrong. How about this? I think I said first round KO, to be honest with you. 
Uh, you might be right. Well, I'm just. A I think idiot. I did. And you're like, yeah, he's explosive, but uh, you thought the other guy was going to win. Maybe I took. Listen, maybe I took Kudalaba by second round submission. Damn right you did. And probably you were fucking wrong. But listen to me. Yes, so you. Johnny Walker. I, well, I was right in the sense he won in the yes, first but round. I mean, we both knew it wasn't going to be a Johnny Walker submission. I didn't say Johnny. Wait, did he get a submission? <laughs> what he get? No, I, 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 think, I think you're right, actually. I fucked up. Wait, did he, he got the rear naked? Fuck, but he was beating them up. He did, yeah. Listen, one of us picked the winner. One of us picked the loser. Let's not, you know, split hands. No. Uh, no. Well, I don't want to get Jimmy. I, first, and I'm happy for Johnny Walker because yeah, he needed that. He really yes, did. Yes, he did. Um, I don't want to go all over this card, but we have to talk about Chris Barnett versus Jake Collier. And I like this because oh, they're both God, chubby God. guys. Jim Florentine, you would like this because they're both, they, it looks almost like they're way more technical than it, but it almost, you ever see like one of those old, like tough man contests where they got the fat guys like Butterbean and these guys are little chubby guys. Like Chris Barnett's a little, a stocky chubby guy. Dude, 267. I think he's the first fighter to ever come in at 267.5. And Collier looked like he was in great shape compared to that just because he's slightly less and taller. The problem with these guys when they're, when they're built like barrels is like you're not really good on the floor. Sorry, that was a bouncing spider. So if I didn't play quick on that, that shit would have sailed. But uh, anyway... Uh, I just killed the spider and I got ADD. Uh, he got on, he, Jake Collier was doing fucking phenomenal. I mean, he was, well, he was, yeah. he was putting it on. He, he was, was winning. He was hurting him. And then the fucking, how did he get on top? Oh, he took the back. This is what I recommend for chubby guys when it comes down to the grappling. Not even chubby guys. A lot of times just big guys that are built without the best core stay keep them belly down don't go belly up because it's like two hippos trying to it's easy to turn and lose the position and then when they try to get the back with both the hooks in it's not a great position for them a lot of times because they can't do a tight seatbelt because their belly gets in the way <laughs> but they're trying to does this make sense to you in other words jim florentine when somebody's on that when i'm on let's say i'm on your back with both hooks in looking the rear naked show tell them what hooks are tell them what the hooks mean my legs or I'm behind you, my legs go in front of you and hook inside your legs without crossing my legs. And is, so that what, is that what you're going to do to me in the prison cell if we share one? <laughs> Listen to me. If my laundry's not neat and my yeah. shit's not done. Those socks smell. Walk around yeah. the yard with my pocket outside. Anyway. Uh, Look, I, I mean, just looking at these two guys, you know, the thing with the UFC is you always think these guys got to be in amazing shape. So when you see these guys come in and they're overweight, like, come on, how this match is going to be terrible. They're going to have no stamina. And just the stamina they had with, the, you know, two fat guys in the ring was just unbelievable. So the guys don't have to be in amazing shape to, to fight in the UFC. And I really expected, like, in 30 seconds, these guys are going to be sucking wind. And they didn't. It was well, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're in good, they're, they're, they're in good, like, athlete shape. But a lot yes. of the guys, they don't look like they're in perfect shape. Like, Tai Tuivasa doesn't look... Like, he looks like an athlete, but not like a, a high-level athlete. He doesn't look like he should be competing against a guy like Junior Dos Santos or one of these guys. But you're right. Some of these heavyweights, they are not in perfect shape. Cormier, Daniel Cormier never had perfect washboard abs. He was always built like a stocky wrestler. And he had probably the best cardio in the entire division. Hey, you guys are talking about bodybuilder shape, like ab shape, like right. sculptor shape. They could be in shape. They could go on a Versa climber or do, they could run hills. 
but they can still have some fucking chunk on them. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it sure. is. You think, we're thinking Cyril Gon shape, like we're in Gondor. Yeah. Like those are guys that you consider. You think you think he fucking oh Jandra, don't look too much. Don't fucking look. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I started the morning doing abs and arm locks, is what I did, Jim Florentine. I teach jujitsu. Yeah, I don't pretend that I you don't know who I am too much, Jimmy. Jim I know who you are. Well, you know I'm your Jimmy's friend. But I live this shit, Jim Norton. I had such a, there's two Jimmy, so I try to, yes. I had you such a good time this morning. I, I got, I don't, listen, I'm not getting up at five in the morning to go swing a hammer. I get up at five in the morning to go to my school to smoke or steam. I get a nice steam in. And then I teach good people how to fucking take limbs off. What, is anything better than that besides doing comedy for a living? It's beautiful. I know, I what, comedy. I know I my buddy, G- my buddy Joey Diaz is big on jiu-jitsu. He's taken and he loves it. And he wants me to go to class. I haven't done train? it yet. Huh? He trains? Yeah. I knew he trains because I knew he trained at, uh, I think, Legacy Jiu-Jitsu. And he trained with Eddie Bravo. Yep. How long uh, has he been training? What's that? Has he been training for a while? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I knew him. Uh, I met him through Joe Rogan ages ago. Yeah. And I always, before he kind of blew up, I, I, you know, he's pretty popular too, especially sure. in that community, you know, and being on Joe's show. But uh, I always, uh, a memory I, 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 when I first kind of met him, it was, uh, at a, what kind of show we were at? One of the comedy shows. And he brought me downstairs and just throwing weed at me, man. We were just smoking herb the whole time. It was fucking awesome. And then Rogan yeah. came down afterwards. But uh, he's a big pothead. He's a fucking funny guy, that Joe Diaz. I like that. But anyway, hey, you don't have to be that, – that goes to show you. You don't got to be Mr. Fucking right. Abs to do some jujitsu. That guy's not – that guy's an older guy, and he's – he lost a lot of weight from when he was a big fat guy, Joey Karate. Remember that? He's a big yeah. heady guy. So he lost a lot of weight, and he's doing jujitsu. You don't, you don't got to tap everybody in the room. But, man, is it fun. I tell my guys, I go, look, we, we, I'm yelling at them, they're breathing. I go, you could be at Planet Fitness right now walking on something. This is fun. Anyway. Right. Where were we? We like you, to get you, you, the sweat on the face would bug me, which is ironic considering some of the things I've done. But and that's the only part. That, on your face. I know, I know. Sweat would be the least of my trouble. But just somebody dripping sweat in my mouth would kind of freak me out. I guess you get used to it. Yeah, I'll get you used to it. I'll hold you down. Ah, drink it, drink it, you little fuck. I'm only kidding. Uh, Timmy, I-, I want to talk really quick about there was a girl fight. Let me find it really quick. Where is it? Oh, uh, not Irene Aldana. We already talked about that. Was it on the undercard? No, it wasn't. I answered myself. Where is it, Jimmy? There was a girl. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Norma Dumont versus Daniel Wolf. Ow! I'm sorry. Every time I say the wolf, I got to howl. But Daniel Wolf. Danielle. I might be a little extra high today, guys. Jim Florida, I'm sorry. Please come back, though, next time. Don't think that it's normally like this. I love this. It's normally like this. Uh, Norma Dumont. Now, Daniel Wolf, first of all, the shape she was in. She was like 38 yeah. or 39. She's a former boxer, professional boxer. And she she looked like fucking Wonder Woman in there. Jim Florentine. She was like, boom. And she looked like she had good hands being a boxer. But Daniel Wolf. No, I'm sorry. But Norma Dumont is a mixed martial artist. And she showed it. She just 
from she just she used all the tools where she actually hurt her with her hands, you know, who's the and, and the other one's the more decorated boxer. But she used kicks, she used punches, she used takedowns and her jujitsu, which I believe she's a brown belt in. So I like that Daniel Wolf was in there. That I, I think that she could she has to work a ton on her ground game because she showed that she has a threat of uh, a left and a right, but that she didn't show too much more than that. And I'm not, sh- I'm not, I'm not, I was trying to think of a cleaner word than saying shitting on this girl. I'm not shitting on the fight, but I think that if she had a look, she just concentrated so her hands are not going anywhere, but if she concentrated solely on some takedown defense and her, and her jujitsu, she has a shot and she has no time to waste being fucking 38 or 39, but props the fucking normal. Cause I thought she was, she looked, went in there looking confident and she, she, she had, she just looked awesome. Yeah, and, this uh, was like this was like one of the matches on the card. I'm like, I could skip this one, you know, take a blow uh, or whatever like that. But I didn't, and thank God I didn't because it, it really surprised me. Like this was one of the better matches for me that I liked. Well, Jim Florentine, now you're just downright lying. No, no, I did. I was really going to take a breath. I'm like, I oh, it's I, I don't even know these two, hey. but it really was to me. It was like in the top three best matches of the night. I I agree because I'm like, what, what is this fight? I'm like, well, let me see these girls, and. I was play- It was a fun fight, though. It really was, you know. It was a good night all around with these fights, Jimmy. I know. Jouton Almeida looked incredible. Um, I guess, and I, Anton, uh, forgive me for saying his name, uh, Tarkaj, how do you say his last name? I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Um, I want to say it was his first fight in the UFC. I could be wrong. Uh, he was 8-0. No, he's now 8-1. Um, it was a catchweight. I'm looking at that because it was four catchweight fights. That's got to be a record. For yeah. three catchweight fights on the main card, and we all know why, and then one on the prelims. Has there ever been a card with four catchweights on it? Jimmy, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's it is it is odd with that. It seems like it seems kind of odd. But but a Jelton Almeida, you know what you listen, I was just talking about it. I love jujitsu. Going later to teach the kids class. Got my three daughters in there. But Jel Jelton Almeida, wow. Jelton looked fucking amazing, dude. His fucking jujitsu was top notch. I like that old school. Hey, man, I'm gonna take you down and fucking strangle you. And there's not a thing you can do about it. And that's what he did. And that's what it felt like from the beginning. It's like, yo, man, this guy. He, I know what he wants. Wait, what the fuck? That guy's name is. He fought Anton the Pleasure Man, Kirk Allish. You know what's Kirk funny Allish. about that? Kirk Allish. Yeah, it was just a hard name to say. But he's a little Antoine. He, he said he got into fighting because he used to take people's girlfriends and shit. So that's kind of funny. You were probably rooting for the other guy, Jimmy. Uh, no, I like Almeida. But you like Anton, you're saying? I like uh, Jalton Almeida. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but you were, you were probably rooting for him because the other guy yeah. is, is Mr. I Steal Your Girl. Yeah, either way, I would have rooted oh. for him. Even if Jalton was like that, I would have rooted for him because I like him. Jalton was, that, that was, I, I, I want to see who he's going versus next. I like that a lot. And what about Julian Arosa versus uh, Hakeem Gawadu, who's so young, he probably saw, never seen the movie Xanadu. You ever see Xanadu? <laughs> you ever see Xanadu, Jim Florentine, with Olivia no. Newton-John? May, may, may she rest in peace? I think no. I've seen that. It was not a great movie. It, was it is a time. fucking piece of shit. And listen, <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Uh, uh, this is what happened. These fucking actors, they get off in these roles after a big thing like Grease which was great. You make me fun of me, Reyes. You know, these lines are forever. And Olivia Newton-John went to that. 
to fucking Xanadu in a roller rink, which was a fucking piece of shit. Let's get back to the show. I don't remember that movie, but yeah, I mean, just yeah, that. You heard just the song, though. The yeah, kid- the, the song's terrible. But just that Olivia Newton-John, one of her husbands, like, disappeared because he wanted to get away from that much and just, like, faked his own death. Is that true? She's got to be crazy. Yeah, be just, really annoying. They think he did, right? He just was gone one day. They said that yeah. fucked her up for the rest of her life. She was wondering. He just one day was gone. And then people said, well, we, he was supposed to like fell off a boat. And then uh, people go, no, he was spotted. But who knows if he was spotted in Mexico or if that was just some idiot saying they saw him in Mexico. I don't know. I think that's fascinating. What, what kind of boat did he fall off, they say? Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Is this... Is this in Australia? Isn't she Australian? No, was it? It was in L.A. She was some guy, real estate tycoon or something like that in L.A. And he just had enough for her, and he just fucking took off, and they never found him again. They think he's dead, missing, but they, you know he's alive somewhere. Hey, they out of so. all those pink ladies, which one did you guys have a crush on? I'll tell you mine after. Go ahead, go. I would say if I had to pick one, probably Stalker Channing, because she seemed like the type that would throw you on your stomach. You're and, talking uh, about Riz? You're thinking in front of me, Riz? Riz? Oh, she had that voice, Riz, too. Like, Riz would her, open her. up your cheek. Riz what? would open your cheeks. Yeah, Riz is a fucking a trooper. Well, she was getting hickeys from Kaniki. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was getting a hickey from Kaniki, that whore! My favorite she pink was, lady, John Travolta. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's get back to some fights. You should go to an event, Jim. You'd, you'd like it. They're actually they're amazing live events to go to. No, I've been meaning to go. I should, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I mean, uh, it's hard not to get into it uh, when you're in the room, the energy. Have you ever been to a boxing match? Yeah. <laughs> I've been to one, and I liked it. Um, but I, I prefer the energy of, of this. Man, fuck boxing. Boxing's boring as fuck. The best boxing be, yeah. match... It's yeah. about, I don't, I listen, I know there ain't a sweet science. Yeah, I get it. It's news fest. The mixed martial arts is so much more fun. You know why? Because there's more fucking weapons. Your whole body's a weapon, Jimmy. Yeah, if you I'm don't stop. Lit up, if I'm getting fucking lit up, I had the option to get it to the floor. And now it could be a totally different fight. That's yeah, one of the reasons why I love MMA. You know, Jimmy? Yeah, boxing is kind of boring. Hey, listen, I like to carry the flag. I had a fucking four shots of espresso. 
And then my wife brings up my cup and it embarrasses me because you guys are both professional comedians. But this fucking guy, yeah, you cocks. I'm only kidding. I meant cuck. That I was, joke. I was talking to Jimmy Nord. I meant cuck. Listen, guys, yeah. uh, are we, what else, are there any other fights you want to talk about? Because no, we can't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about all of them. I mean, I thought it was a great card. All right, go ahead. Bring up another one. I just, I don't know. Just overall, it was, it was a really good night. Sometimes with the UFC, you never know what you're going to get. There's a bunch of lame fights. And then at the end of the pay-per-view, you're like, you know what? I'm never watching this again. I waste my money on it. And what am I doing on a Saturday night? But this fucking card was unbelievable. So I'm back in. They almost lost me, but that's one good thing about it. This card brought you back in. Yeah. Yep. That makes me happy. It really does. But uh, did you Matt, hear? Matt, you know I just made that up, right? Did, uh, did you hear about? Um, <laughs> uh, did you hear this? Maybe happen. Did you, you? I'm sure you heard in passing of the name as you being a casual fan, the Diaz brothers. You know of Nate Diaz, correct? Yeah, Nate and Joey. Yeah, I know him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, listen. No, of course, no, of course, I know Nate Diaz. Yes. Right. Listen, his fight versus Tony Ferguson. Let's talk about it, Jimmy. Jimmy Norton. It was um, it was a fight that was much more interesting than uh, uh, Hamzat and Nate. And it was exactly, uh, I, I felt uh, you know, Ferguson has lost, I think, four or almost five straight now. But he still looked, he was still competitive. I think he's lost a teeny step. Happens when you're in your late 30s. Um, but I still think he looked good. Like, I'd still want to watch Tony Ferguson fight again. Yeah, me too. I'd like him to fight also. Uh, keep continue fighting. I, I, I he didn't take too much punishment, but Nate Diaz, man, so relaxed, man. They don't. I like some of those guys that they're not looking at it like round by round. They're looking at it like the whole thing's a fucking right. fight. Like in other words, in his mind, the Leon Edwards fight, he didn't lose. And in other words, on on scorecards, he lost it because he lost round one, two, whatever it was. But what was it, round four or five when he had him five? five. Yeah. He had him. Almost out. And there's a picture of him landing it and just pointing at him when Leon was cross-eyed. To him, he goes, yo, if that was a fight in the street, that's a wrap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in other words, it was yeah. going downhill from there. So in his mind, he won that fight. This is the mentality that they're saying. Yeah. Is it correct if you if you want to win every fight? Which might not be, but they're not getting finished. They're not getting, you know what I mean? They're not getting fucking right. fight. Like, you know? So... For him to have, he goes, look, he said he's going to build as the rounds went on. Like, he was going to get better as the fight goes on. And he did. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And at some point, and this happens during not only Nate, but also his brother Nick, they do things unexpected. Unexpected. Where, <laughs> I remember when Nick Diaz was fighting Anderson Silver, he actually just put himself against the cage, and then he put himself and called him in, stuff that, that Anderson does. He actually laid down, he put his hand beyond his, his, his head and then got up. He was doing weird shit. In this fight, at one point, yeah. it looked like Nate just took a little time off. He stopped, went over, put both his and hands. And he waved off the ref. Started he waved talking. off the ref. What'd he do? He waved off the ref. He's like, come on, engage. And he's like, ah, and he just kept walking. Yeah, he kept uh, walking. Yeah. It was fun. It was funny. It wasn't, I was like, wait, what is he doing? What's going on here? But you and know then, what's weird? What's yeah. his name? Uh, uh, Ferguson did, respected that space. Like, he didn't go in. It was really weird, like, when a fighter does that, someone sometimes the other guy doesn't know exactly what to do. And he actually paused when Nate wanted to pause, which was strange. I think there was a lot of res – I think, as far as with Tony, 
he's such a killer. Nate Diaz might be the only guy on the whole fucking roster that fucking he respects to the to the point of what you're seeing, what you're seeing. In other words, right. then when it was over, you saw him just he was happy kind of just to be in there with Nate. I know that yeah. sounds odd, but that's yeah. what I was looking at. He looked at him as the more as the guy that he kind of looked up to. Because he he's a similar fighter. They're both fucking killers. Yeah. He was the original killer, and I think he's in there giving him that respect. And I think it made a difference in the fight also. Like he Let me ask you something. After the, after the match in the interview with Rogan, he said he's going to go do something else. His contract's up. Like, what is yeah. what else? What other sport is he going to go conquer, you think? Well, he, he listen, he's going to have options of having any one of those super fights versus whoever and Jake money Paul, fights. Yeah. Like that. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Or he's uh, just saying that. Or he's just showing that he can go fight Jake Paul for a lot of money. And maybe the UFC wants to keep him. I, I think that, you know, he, but he definitely has options to box. If Jake Paul is fighting Anderson Silva, he'll definitely fight Nate Diaz. Yeah, maybe, who knows? I mean, even the thing with Floyd Mayweather and shit, you never know. He said Conor went to other sports, didn't do it right. Who knows the options he's got for yeah. him? And he's going to be, dude, it's such a great story, though, because, you know, it's very fucking odd. You know, they come from Stock, uh, Stockton, California. They're always repping the 209. His final fight in the fucking UFC, he gets a guillotine and strangles Tony Ferguson. The ref jumps in at 209. Did you see yeah. that, Jimmy? I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan put on his uh, Instagram, and I'm paraphrasing something like, I'm really starting to believe we're in a fucking matrix or a simulation or some shit. And he, and he did the thing with the 209. He showed the screenshot. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Hey, Jim Quarantine, just so you know, they love that 209 so much. That Nate Diaz, when he was going to fight Conor McGregor, John Attic said, listen, because Nate Diaz took it on short notice, that first fight. He goes, I'm picking Conor McGregor, and if he loses, I'll get 209 tattooed. How about this? <laughs> How about really? this? Fucking Nate Diaz, after he beat him, if he, he strangled Conor McGregor, he's like, hey, Attic, you better get that fucking tattoo. Attic got the tattoo. <laughs> he has a 209 nice. tattoo? He's got a 209 tattoo. Funny. And that's, you got to respect him for it. But it's yeah. fucking hysterical. It's fucking hysterical. He's in, Jim, he's, in, he's one of the announcers uh, for you. He's oh, one yeah. of the play-by-play guys with Joe. He's great. Dude, he knows. He knows. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying in case just... somebody just tuned in. You know, Bite the, the bullet. Bite the bullet. Bite hey, the bullet. Yeah. Jim Florentine, let me ask you something. Comedy. You got, when you got started, when's the first time you were ever on stage in front of somebody? Not, not in your living room telling jokes. When you first got up on stage. Yeah, when I first got up on stage, I was I, I wrote a bunch of stuff in a notebook, and I was I was like, I want to be co do comedy, but it took me about eight months to get actually get the balls to get up on stage. Where was and it? It was down in Florida. I went on vacation with my girlfriend at the time. We had a place on the beach, and I had my notebook. I said, I'm going to bring my notebook, and I'm going to write while I'm you know on vacation some more jokes. And we're coming from the airport. I saw open mic night this Tuesday. Sign up, whatever. Driving by someplace, and I'm like. That's the place I want to go because I didn't want anyone to know that I did it because I was I didn't want anyone in the crowd that I knew. I wanted to do How it old? anonymous. How old were you? Twenty five at the time. And what were you doing as far as a job and this and that during that? You Landscaping, a construction, uh, nothing. Where, where you from? Where you from? New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I knew that. Well, listen. Hey, you might not know it. I don't act like a fanboy. I remember you from Opie and Anthony. Man, this is great back in the day. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I mean. 
you know, but I just so I just went up that one night and I and I bombed, but I got one laugh because somebody said something in the audience, like heckled me, and I said something back, and it got re- it got a really good response. And that adrenaline rush I got from that one laugh, I'm like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. It just took that one. That's wild. Yeah. Now, what now? What if you ever think? What if you walked out of there? Told, well, it might have been in you anyway because you hear about guys bombing the first time and going back, but. Do you ever think that that one dude might have fucking got you on your course? Got you on Absolutely, because your- I don't know. I was still, I was petrified of public speaking. Even in, in, I took acting class in college. I wouldn't even show up for the day I was supposed to do my scene. I was always just a shy. And then I was like, I have to overcome this. And I got to get up there because I saw, I was like, I don't want to work during a day. I don't want a nine to five job. I need to be on stage. I couldn't, I wanted to be in a band. I couldn't play an instrument. So I said, I got to get up there somehow. Did anybody, your closest friends or family, know that you kind of secretly wanted to do this? I think so. Yeah, they definitely did. And like, well, just try it. I'm like, yeah, I will eventually. And that, and then I met, then I met Jim like six months later at, at, yeah, at doing comedy, and that's how we be, we've been friends since day one, pretty much. He lived around me in Jersey, and I was running like an open mic night at some rock club, and I saw Jim. Jim would come to my show, and I was like, yeah. Put, so he was there like every night, Monday night with me. How soon? After that time in Florida with your girlfriend. And then I want to hear what she thought of it too. And how she was soon miserable, after- miserable because I ruined the whole trip. Because as soon as I saw that, I was walking on the beach rehearsing my act, like going over it, saying it out loud so I could get it all down. And I ruined the whole vacation. Oh, that, but that adrenaline rush. And you know what? Did she get mad? Did you talk about it like a broken record? Because you had to, you had to probably, be, well, like, you have your first fight or something like myself. Whenever I, you have to like vent to be like, oh, that's so great. Ah, oh, my nipples are so hard. But you have you were on vacation with her. Were you calling people afterwards, or were you just venting to her? Like that was fucking. I felt great. I want to. How did you express yourself after that? Were you talking? To I, her? I was yeah, just venting to her because I was still like, I don't know. I'm going to tell people. I still didn't want people to come see me perform. That How? that I that knew me. So I was like, I'm going to keep this quiet. But I was just going to her. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, that I ruined three or four days out of a five-day vacation because I was going over my act, but... How, how soon until you, when you, if from that, then you, until you felt comfortable for It was so friends. weird because the guy running the show, the MC, he goes, hey, man, wait, you're from New Jersey? So am I. I go, yeah. He goes, I run an open mic night every Tuesday in like Woodbridge, New Jersey, which was like 15 minutes from my house. He goes, I do it every Tuesday. Come on down. Like that guy was in Florida at that time telling me that there's an open mic. So I, as soon as I got back, I started going every Tuesday. It just happened like that. It was crazy. Can, can I ask both of you guys something as comedians? And I wonder this a lot, a lot, because they say, because in fighting, I, you could probably see like, look, this guy should probably get a different profession. Early on, you can see, you know, this guy tells you, oh, I want to be UFC champion. And you're looking at your buddy, you know, this guy yeah, go to college. You, every time I hear a comedian, very rarely, do I hear them say, oh, man, I got on it and I was an I kill. Yeah, everybody's always like, listen, I was terrible in the beginning. I remember I heard Louis C.K. saying something similar, how he almost had nights where he didn't want to do it. He thought about changing his line of work type of thing. How do you know the difference between somebody that's a diamond in a rough and somebody's just a fucking piece of shit cold? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you know somebody's got this mark? Everybody's saying they sucked at the beginning. That, you don't you always know. You, you can kind of... You know, I guess it depends on how many times you see them. If Because as a comic, you also know what good jokes are. Like, so if you hear a guy writing some jokes that have potential, and you're like, oh, I like the way this person's mind works. I think that they're kind of creative, and I think that they seem like they're smart, but they're just not there yet. 
um, or I like what they do when they're bombing. I like how they present themselves on stage. Like, there's a lot of little tells, but then someone who's just awful and whose jokes are not really well written, whose delivery sucks. Like, you can kind of tell after seeing somebody once if if, you, if there's anything there. Jim Florentine? Yeah, and as you as you start building up a set early on, like, you, you keep doing the jokes that work every night. So after, you know, a couple months, you have two minutes of good material, then you have four minutes, then you have seven minutes. Right. So within a year or two, you have a good solid 10 minutes. If you do it every night in different venues that nobody's seen it before, you could get by. You Then that's how you start building your act. And you start seeing, I guess, guys' premises with this. The, the, you still, you, is it like, and maybe sometimes you see guys, they have a stage, like, presence, but they just... Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, to- I was totally a Dice Clay ripoff when I started. I had the leather jacket on. I was doing all jokes about loads and all that stuff And because I love Dice. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be like oh. him. I talk like him. I had the same kind of joke. So it was like, then you find your own voice at some point. But, yeah, I was filthy yeah. and just you just wanted – it was like a Dice wannabe. I met Jim. I met Jim. I, I mean, it had to be just a few months in. We were introduced to a guy who was in Spotswood, New Jersey. And, and Jim helped me. He got me some – open mics. I didn't think I was going to like him. He had long hair, long blonde hair, (laughs) and he had fucking tight jeans and snakeskin boots. And I'm like, oh, what a douche. And, but then I met him and he was a great guy and we got along and he's like, yeah, come down and do this. uh, This, uh, I I think it was um, the playpen lounge. You invited me to come do a set. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jim just started helping me get open mic sets and and got me my first paid gig uh, six months after that. That's fucking wild, man. Yeah. Not a shit, man. All right, listen, man. I can't wait to watch Bite the Bullet. That's what the fuck I'm watching on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know about that Lord of the Rings show, Jimmy, that you tried to turn yeah. me on to. They got a new Lord of the Rings show, like Power uh, of the Ring or some shit. Yeah, Year uh, of Dragon or something. Yeah. I'm not crazy know. about that shit. I thought I'd kind of like it. It's kind of... But no, the House of the Dragon's good. Oh, wait. Jim Florentine shits on everything that's fantasy. <laughs> I basically live in a fantasy world. <laughs> Well, it's all right. I mean, you know, I mean, I used to like pro wrestling, too. I had to suspend his belief of that. So I, I actually thought it was real until I was 14. So and then when I found out if someone told me it was fake, I cried. It's it is weird with that stuff. People still refer to that. It's funny. They refer to that as like real stuff. I have this sweet girl that trains with us and she's a sweet girl. And they're like, I remember some of the girls are going to my wife. Oh, you're going to the, this girl's fight. It's not a fuck. Oh, she's finally got a title fight. It's a fucking acting. <laughs> and it's, a, it's not exactly done. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy they have a hobby, but right. not a title fight. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, uh, Jimmy, anything else? No, I'm going to be uh, Wednesday night. I will be uh, in the city. Well, Florentine, where can we get your stuff first? You plug fuck first. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, uh, bite the bullet. Go to mycomedystore.com. And then uh, Terrorizing Telemarkers Volume 7, where I fuck with Telemarkers out this Friday, everywhere, wherever you get. Yeah, if you like prank calls, it's perfect. If you don't, hilarious. That like dude, that it. call literally, I was alone laughing out loud <laughs> listening to it. It was so funny. Send yeah, it to Jim Matt Flor- if you get a chance. Jim I will. Florentine, Jim Florentine, when you do yourself get like telemarketers or people that, that prank you, do you have a sense of humor about it? Or are you like, you fox? No, or- totally sense of humor about it. I love it. I, I get mad when I pick up the phone. It's one of my friends. I'm like, I was waiting for a telemarketer. Call back. You've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. I remember being in the house. We lived together in New Jersey, me and Jim. Um, and it was uh, over 20, 21, 22 years ago. I remember seeing Jim in the little office doing these. People would call. He His number telemarketers. And he was ruining their lives then. 
This is not new. Jim's been doing this. And I just had nothing to do. I was just bored during a day. I didn't have a comedy show like nine at night. So I was just like, I'll have to see how long I can keep him on the phone. Just fucking around. Then I started recording him. I was like, my my friend, one of my black belts, Gary, he's like, yo, I like when a Jehovah Witness comes to my door. I invite him right in. I fucking start going in conversation with them. And next thing you know, they want to run out of the house. Anyway, (laughs) some people like to have some confrontation and have some fun. Uh, Listen, Jimmy Norton, what do you want to do, bro? I'm uh, Wednesday night. I got uh, every Wednesday this month. I'm at the Fat Black Pussycat doing an hour, 7 p.m. show. If you want to see my hour, and then uh, March, uh, I'm sorry, September 23rd, 24th, I'm going to be in Minneapolis at Acme Comedy Club. It's my first time at Acme. Ooh, yeah. uh, Jim Florentino, are you on Cameo? Not anymore. I hated oh. it, and I just deleted what? it like two weeks what? ago. Why? Oh, you, you were done with it, huh? Because I, I, you get, you pretty much get everybody that wants a message from you in the first like five or six months, and then after that, it like completely died. Like you, it goes down like ninety percent. For me, I, you know, definitely did. So I'm like, what am I doing? Like I get a couple a week, and I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I didn't want to be on it. I felt guilty afterwards. Yeah, but you know what? You're giving people. I felt weird too doing it in the beginning. And it is true. In the beginning, you get a mad rush of people. You're like, yeah, fucking great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it does die down some. But I, I used to feel weird, like, ah, oh, man, I would just do this for nothing because, you know, people like me. And I feel lucky enough doing shit I like. But then I'd be like, ah, but they like to give a, they like to make people happy. Like, you know no, what I mean? No, it's like, true. I get it. I get that point. But I was doing another character, the special ed character from uh, Crank Anchors that I used to do. I have a puppet of them. They gave me a puppet. Oh. So I was doing, working a puppet oh. to try to make $75. I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> This is I'm in my fifties and I got my hand in a fucking puppet trying to get That's seventy-five great. bucks. I, 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 I have to have some dignity. Oh, Jim, shit, I got to put on a wig and glasses to make fifty. How do you think <laughs> I feel? That's yeah, fucking great. Hey, I got. Hey, listen, I don't. I just got my bald head, <laughs> but I got. Uh, I'm on cameo. I have fun with that. And uh, also, SarahBJJ.com. If you're anywhere near Huntington, Long Island, and want to strangle somebody. Jay, I had fun today, Jimmy. And Jim, yes, come on any time. You don't even have to watch the fight. You're fun. Thank you. I didn't yeah, watch and Jim, this I'll time. see you this. I'll see you yeah. this week. Yeah, I'll see you this week. Definitely, man. Thanks. Good seeing you, man. Thank you, everybody. See you soon, buddy. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.